0: hello world it's the ladies of nerditude my name's francine and i'm jill and uh this week we are basically full of glorious purpose is what i'm understanding hell yeah (laughs) um we decided that we could not let the wonderfulness of loki pass us by without doing an episode about this amazing show
1: (laughs) no uh Speaking of, okay, so I went back and listened to some of our old episodes. Did we not do Ragnarok? Probably not. Because I thought we did, but then when I was like, oh, you know, I want to go back and listen to what I thought about it originally (laughs) or whatever. I couldn't find it. I don't know if we gave it a weird name or we just didn't do it. Yeah. So I'm just, (laughs) we're also making up for that,
0: I guess. Yeah, I don't think we ever did a dedicated (laughs) episode on Ragnarok, which shame on us because Jeff Goldblum. Hello. I don't know why we wouldn't have. What was our brain thinking? Um, I don't know. Our collective brain. we've been
1: doing this that <laughs> this long? By the way, that because like when I went back and listened to it, like one of our first like ten episodes, two of them were just about the MCU, and and I was listening to it, and we were like talking about, oh, there might be a phase four, <laughs> and I was just like, oh my god, <laughs> like, we, have, we have truly grown up with the MCU. I feel. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, we've been doing this for, what, four? Almost. Four years now? Yeah. Something like Which is <laughs> wild. And But I wanted to go back and listen to it because I wanted to see how I felt about, like, not just the evolution of Loki, but, like, of the Thor part of the franchise, because I have never really been a fan of Thor. Yeah. Himself.
0: Yeah. Me either. He's sort of like the jock of the Avengers to me, yeah. and I don't, I don't know. Like, give me a brainy, like, nerdy, awkward character any day over like a, like a super duper. Like, I, I don't know. He's grown yeah. up with his powers. He's you know like a god. He's from a different like place than everybody else. I, it's a little supermany. It yeah. I don't know. Just but a bit. I. I did a whole bunch
1: of research in preparation for this because, oh my gosh, so much, so much is gonna happen. But if you, for some reason, the only have reason, no idea who Loki is or what's going on, just don't listen to this because we're talking about any time that Loki ever showed up, and mm. we're talking about other Marvel characters. So if you don't know the MCU or the TV shows, just just GTFO. Okay? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Or be prepared to just be spoiled like left and right and everywhere about anything MCU because this show is pivotal to <coughs> the larger MCU. We can't divorce it from like other topics and other content.
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah. I was gonna say it just lends itself to talking about anytime Loki showed up, as well as a lot of other things mm-hmm. that um there's going to be some talk about Doctor Strange.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> WandaVision has to come yeah. up, too. Like, it's just mm-hmm. everything and anything is fair game right now. Yeah. So. You've been warned.
1: Yep. <laughs> um. So this is probably going to be it. probably longer than usual. So I'm not even going to ask you what we're, <laughs> what you've been
0: up to. Yeah. Because no. I know what you've been up to. Let's, let's You know what I've been up to. Yep, and let's it's been <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yep. This has um, been... Like, Loki Wednesday has been the highlight of my summer.
1: Seriously. Um,
0: I love it. I love, like, you and I would text each other, like, every Mm -hmm. Wednesday to be like, oh, Mm -hmm. my gosh, it's Loki Wednesday. It's so exciting. Like, this past Wednesday, I was sort of sad that there wasn't.
1: I Loki. was too. <laughs> but, um, well, there kind of was because they had the um, assembled. Yes. On Disney Plus came out, and each of those three episodes was about one of the Disney Plus series. So. There was a Loki episode, so mm-hmm. you got to watch the making of Loki. Yeah,
0: get a, get a little fix of, like, all of the characters and the actors and everybody. Just listening
1: to Tom Hiddleston <laughs> talk. I could do that all day.
0: I wasn't mad about it. I was like, why? Wow, I... why is it only
1: an hour? Yeah, why is it only an hour? <laughs> I want to go to the Loki lectures. That's what I want. Yes, they
0: like... should so release them. Like, they should really film them and release them because – Audio video, like I'm here for it.
1: I will pay to take that
0: class. Yeah, yeah, that Just is like, t- yes, one hundred percent. I'll sit right next to you. We'll pass notes. It'll be great. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> I'm into don't it. Don't think I wouldn't. Yeah, I'm down. Just, Let's go. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Um.
1: Gosh, I don't even really know. Oh man, where to start on this? Um, I, I- guess <laughs> maybe. Uh, when, like, when the idea for the show came out, uh, because, okay, so, like, let's... Remember that time in a simpler world where we went to see Infinity War? Mm -hmm. And Loki died in the first five minutes, ten minutes, something like that. And I remember genuinely feeling very upset because he was one of my favorites, but it was also, like... Really showing what the stakes were because Loki actually died at yeah. that time. Instead yep. of his fifth fake out, I think that would have been.
0: <laughs> I um, was personally in denial. I was like... Well,
1: and I think the whole fucking <laughs> fandom was. Because yeah. I remember there was like all kinds of theories of like... That that was one of his um, clone mm-hmm. things, like, yeah, not... His- his, yeah, like whatever we, what are those? His
0: projections or whatever. Yeah, it was like yeah, it
1: was his projection. It wasn't mm-hmm. really him. Yeah, he was. like, But, but if you watch it, he and... was using his left hand, but he normally uses his right hand. <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't really him. And he got the Hulk beat the shit out of him, but Thanos could crack his neck. Like that's not right. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, you guys, I I think uh, <laughs> like Tom Hiddleston has come out and said nah he's dead
0: (laughs) it's for real guys it's for real yeah no I was definitely I was in denial at the beginning because I was like the ultimate like trickster weaselly like I'm gonna get my like out of everything and I'm gonna like you know just conveniently disappear as soon as danger shows up I it was very hard for me to to reconcile to like in my brain believe it but it it was real and it was sad. It was hard. It was, Ugh. and I felt
1: like he had, for a little while, been redeeming himself, yeah. and that in particular was like, look, he gave his life for Asgard, mm-hmm. and he's a hero. And I and I, when Endgame started to be advertised, and they they had like more than a whatever, um, and he was on there, and it was like more than more than a dagger or more than mischief or something like that and i was like oh he's counted among the heroes Mm -hmm. now Good for him. Yeah. But I was really stoked when Endgame came out and they had the scene where he picked up the Tesseract and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs>
0: wait, hold on. <laughs> he's not,
1: he's not really gone. We're like, back
0: to the, yeah, we're back to the, like, he will find a way to survive kind of situation. And with the time yeah. shenanigans and the multiverse and all of that kind of starting to become a thing, um, at the end there, you know, in, in Endgame, uh, it, it's, kind of tickled my brain and i was like aha so he's not really gone gone probably
1: (laughs) and that was when there were kind of starting to be whispers about um the disney plus shows Mm -hmm. and they were like oh well there's gonna be one about loki and i was like everybody just shut the fuck up i don't need to hear anything else if it's got him in it i'm there yeah um and so when he in the movie picked up the tesseract and disappeared and then like they're so busy with other stuff, they can't go looking for Loki. Or just like, oh, wait, <laughs> that's it. That's all we got for yeah. right now. And then all you knew was he was going to have a show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, that was the one of the the Disney Plus that I was like the most jazzed about. Yeah, because
0: how could you not love Loki? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. If I, I couldn't think of anyone else more perfect to play Loki than Tom Hiddleston, I now have to put an asterisk next to that because there have been multiple Loci in this particular show, and I think they were all great. um but the like sa- if we can call him sacred timeline Loki, I guess, yeah,
1: um, I well, always call him R Loki,
0: yeah, R Loki because he's not even but. really sacred timeline Loki because he became a variant. I was gonna say he, he yeah, he pieced out, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, let's just call him our Loki. I feel like our Loki um, just stands supreme, but I loved his interaction with all of the... I love how they explored the many facets of Loki throughout this show. I think it was an amazing character study. Just genius. It's, it. I laughed. I cried. I Gasped. had my heartstrings pulled. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> yeah, I did. And... Uh okay, first like I'm like someone give Tom Hiddleston all the awards. Yeah.
0: He played such a range of emotion throughout the it was the show. Incredible. Yeah. It was a true char- like Shakespearean character portrayal where you I feel was just like- gonna say, with all
1: of his Shakespeare background, mm-hmm. I feel like that really lent to it. He does drama so well, but he also does comedy really well. It's yeah. incredible. Yeah. But I mean Loki was sang. always
0: he had oh my god every tool out of his tool bag and used them all. Everyone. He did. It was which amazing. I have that song
1: on my iPod now. So <laughs> that's where I'm at. Um, But I, I don't know. Yeah. I was just so impressed with the character study because yeah, Loki's always been one of my like top five characters, but I think this really solidified him as like my favorite because you don't get as much character exploration with, many other marvel characters yeah. um i mean there's some but not like this mm-hmm. this was just like next level and i really liked that loki was so self-aware that like when he was explaining himself to mobius and he was like oh you like you really understand yourself yeah uh which i thought that was really cool it was like he was like his own psychiatrist yeah. but <laughs> I, I I don't know but that just the the first episode alone with the whole thing of him watching the the movie of the sacred timeline what happened to him and like the range of emotion that he went through and the the tiny little reminders that like actually remember this guy just walked out of New York he mm-hmm. just got his ass kicked by the hulk He just killed a bunch of people. Mm -hmm. He's coming down off of the Mind Stone. And so, which I was also glad, I don't know if you saw, the writers like officially confirmed that Loki in the Avengers was under the control of the Mind Stone via Thanos, Mm. which I had always thought was the case, but apparently there had to be some official confirmation. But it was just like part of it was lending to he wasn't really as bad as he seemed like he was. He just stumbled into the wrong bar in the back of the universe, kind of. Yeah. And got taken advantage of. Yeah, he was so, definitely,
0: like, being used by Thanos, which just got capped off by him being ex- disposed of once his, like, purpose was done and he became more of a problem. Very than... uh, Draco Malfoy. Yeah. 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 Um. So I think it's... It, Sets us up really well to understand him as this, not even, like, anti-hero, but this sort of, like, very three-dimensional, like, complicated character. I can't even really call him a hero. I can't even – I don't even feel like I can really call him an anti-hero. It's more than that. He's, he's just Loki. hmm Yeah. Um, it's like speaking to the essence of his character that he's not easy to categorize. Because, yeah, I
1: mean, when, when they were advertising Endgame and they put him on the poster like that, it was like, okay, so you're confirming he's kind of counted among the heroes. But he's also counted among the villains mm-hmm. with, like, Killmonger. He's one of the more complex villains and and everything. But I, I just loved when they were in the, like, the, the memory theater and he was like, you know, I'm the villain because everybody tells me I'm the villain. Mm-hmm. And... It's like, yeah, like his backstory when you really sit and think about it, it's like, well, yeah, I'm sure that you felt the need to do that. And he kind of made it seem like, oh, the only the only time I ever get attention is when I hurt people. Yeah. And I just like my
0: heart. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) you poor thing. Yeah. And like, how can you be the like so-called lesser son of Odin? Turns out you're adopted. Slash stolen from your actual parents, um, you know, you you grow up with a, Thor as your brother, the like golden child in the most literal sense, like, of course, you're gonna have some complex psychological issues, you know, you're like, they literally dub you the <clears throat> god of mischief. You want power, but you never get it. You're like, I think he says at one point, like, it is in the nature of a Loki to lose like, all the time. Ugh. So
1: sad. Yeah, and <laughs> when all the Lokis were talking and the, and the one said that we're the gods of out, outcasts, mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, Yeah. Yeah, you kind of are. And I also liked that, because um, I don't know how familiar, familiar you are with the original Norse mythology, but I felt like this was a lot closer to what he originally was, where, where he made bad choices and he would backstab people, but he honestly was just like the outcast of the gods because he wasn't really one of them, but he also was Mm -hmm. when it was convenient and things like that. But I thought this was like closer to what he was originally meant to be in mythology too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think that was a really smart move for them to incorporate the myth more so than they have like obviously you know the original thor movie was quite mythological in its basis um you know and they they kind of they brought it back in with ragnarok to um a lot Mm -hmm. of like mythology norse mythology but this was a chance for them to really let loki and all of the different facets of his personality out where they couldn't really do that when he was a supporting character to other heroes whether he be a villain or like a, you know, sidekick or whatever, this was their chance to really like bring all of that out in his character. And I think they did a brilliant job. It was really, really brave of Kate Heron as the director um, to (laughs) like in the middle of a Disney Plus MCU series. She has Loki sit down with Mobius for like 20 solid minutes and they just talk. (laughs)
1: Yeah, you can't get away with that with most characters. Yeah it was so brilliant. Yeah it's that's a really hard thing to write and have people be interested in it. There's very few characters like I think what you'd watch that with Hannibal Lecter Mm -hmm. maybe but like a lot of times you just you wouldn't care but it's like I want to know yeah when he was like well what makes a Loki tick and he's like well (laughs)
0: <laughs> how much time do you have? <laughs> how much Sit time do you and, have? Yeah. Yeah. And they actually sat down and like talked about it. And it was exposition for the audience, but it was also so nuanced and it was so smart. It was like such a smart moment for the show. There was like no fists, no fighting. There wasn't like, you know, a, I'm trying to trick you. No, I'm trying to trick you kind of moment. It was like two people just sitting down like honestly having a conversation again like therapy um and it was really really fascinating to me and they kind of carried that theme throughout the show like Mm -hmm. every almost every episode had that little bit of like let's talk right now (laughs) and I was shocked and really impressed
1: I loved that Kate Heron was like this is a show above anything else about Mm self-love And she's like, of all the MCU characters, who hates themselves the most? Yeah. And it's, I really like that about how, yeah, if you go through and you watch it and compare him to who he used to be and everything, it is definitely like, as soon as he got away from the Mind Stone and as soon as he saw, like, what was going to happen to him... He just was like, I I don't want to be this guy anymore, mm-hmm. and he just like really started to accept himself the way he was and all the things that had happened to him and all these kinds of things. And I was like, this is really like empowering and and like a really good message. And and I loved when he said, you know, I know things that kids don't, and that's that nobody is entirely good and nobody's entirely bad. Mm-hmm. And it's like. I I just really appreciate how with it he is because if you said that same thing to Captain America he'd be like nah <laughs> <laughs> like but I think he's got a really good view of himself and the world around him yeah <laughs> but it was still him learning to be okay with himself, whatever version of himself that was. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Cause I, I thought it was really brilliant that like one of the themes was self-acceptance and like learning to kind of understand yourself in a deeper, mm-hmm. more truthful way. And I thought, well, what a genius way to have that play out to have him confront aspects of himself in these variant like alternative reality him or her or what have you, you know, or Mm -hmm. it in the case of alligator Loki, Um, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it's he like sees he's face to face with this reflection of certain parts of his personality, certain parts of his story like the road not taken over and over and over again. And it's so smart to have him literally stop and have a conversation with these versions of himself and be like, whoa, well now I kind of like know myself a little bit better. I, I understand myself from this other perspective because he literally got this other perspective of himself. So smart. I thought that was so clever. The way that they built it. It really was.
1: Yeah. And the, the throwdown between all the Lokis, I mean, aside from that being one of the funniest things I think I've ever seen. So hilarious. <laughs> I also just loved, like, the conversation they were all having mm-hmm. of, like, well, well, what did you do?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and, like, why are there why are there so many of us mm-hmm. in this void? And because even though we're bound to lose, we always survive. Yeah. And it was, like, I, I really like that. And I, and I also loved when classic loki showed him how powerful he could really be because even like when you think about loki he's very confident and he's very like assured of himself and everything but it's like you know is he though (laughs) because he's not he doesn't know what he's capable of yeah because nobody ever really paid attention except for frigga Mm -hmm. so
0: yeah when i i thought that like, if we can stop and talk about Richard E. Grant and classic Loki um, for a second. Oh, fucking course we can. That was, I mean, just absolutely brilliant. It was a great performance in that costume to have that character come out, like, you know, and have all of that emotion, and that gravitas, even though you're wearing tights and like crazy horns. It was brilliant. It was great. Um, such a throwback to the comics, too, which was mm-hmm. awesome. But, hearing him say that he left and like went and lived alone on a planet by himself so as not to hurt his family and the people that he loves and like not to cause harm oh it was heartbreaking heartbreaking to hear him say like I lived alone because it was the only way to keep everybody else safe and then his nexus event was coming back
1: yeah, because he wanted to see Thor.
0: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That was... I cried. I cried. Well, I, can't, I can't... Yeah. And when you... Th- see, my
1: cat's upset, yeah. too. Um, Cosmo. <laughs> um, the other thing about that was, like, when you think about how long Loki and Thor live, it's mm-hmm. like, my goodness, because in the first Thor movie, they're 1,500 years old. Yeah. So... And they look like they're Mm -hmm. 30-something. So how old, how long was Loki alone before he finally was like, I want to go see Thor?
0: Mm -hmm. He's like, I miss my brother. Like, aw. I just, I felt for him so much in that moment. And knowing that the thing that caused him to get voided, if you will, to get Mm -hmm. pruned and sent to the void, um, Mm -hmm. was just not wanting to be alone anymore and specifically wanting to be with his brother Hmm. and when you contrast that with kid loki whose nexus event was killing thor (laughs) yeah i have questions about that kid like how did you do that yeah i yeah i'm
1: guessing they were both kids at the time I would think so. And I was kind of wondering because, you know, when in Ragnarok, when Thor talks about how Loki changed into a snake and stabbed him, mm-hmm. I was kind of like, but I got the feeling that it wasn't something like that because that kid seemed like, yeah, I fucking killed Thor and I did it on purpose. Yeah. It wasn't just like, I stabbed him. Ha ha ha. Yeah. It was like, I stabbed him. Mm-hmm.
0: He wanted to, throat. yeah. Yeah. He wanted to, like, do away with his brother. And that. Uh, what happened in that universe like what happened in that timeline that i also have questions about alligator loki (laughs) is he related to frog thor (laughs) like
1: yeah i was wondering if he was in the same world as throg yeah (laughs) because Throg's out there in the little jar Mm -hmm. which
0: fun fact voiced by chris hemsworth yes and that also means they both got pruned yeah. Which is interesting so, to sit and think about. Which also means
1: all the other Thors, except for Throg, have um, been toasted. Yeah. By Elias. So, just saying. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just, I wanted to know more about, because it said, oh, you, you ate the wrong neighbor's cat. <laughs> and it was just like... I
0: love it. It was... So <laughs> oh, fuck. Maybe it was what? a flerken. Like, oh no, mm-hmm. it was Goose. Um... <laughs>
1: That'll get you voided. Yeah. Yeah, that will. I just wanted to know more about that world. Like, was that some magic that Loki did? Or was it like everybody in that world was like amphibious (laughs) or reptilian? I don't know, but
0: I'm here for it. I'm here for that spin Because I want
1: to watch that if they were all some kind of weird, except for Squirrel Girl. Because, like, obviously (laughs) she would be... Well, would that mean that Ant-Man's an actual ant? I I have a lot of questions about that world. (laughs) Yeah. So, but, um, Alligator Loki is amazing. It was brilliant.
0: Brilliant. I felt like the Grinch when he was like, brilliant. Like, you don't even have to do anything. (laughs)
1: So great! Such a smart, oh, man, move. And I want that Funko Pop. I want the plushie. You said we, I, should, yeah, I want the plushie in, like,
0: so much. I love it. <laughs> I've seen so many people putting the horns on their cat. <laughs> oh, I should do that. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. Just yeah. I'm. I oh just, my gosh. I as my it.
1: cat like leaves right when you say <laughs> it's that. Like
0: peace out. I don't wear helmets. Bye. Um, I loved it, and I loved the bond between Kid Loki and Alligator Loki. Actually, the bonds between all of the different Lokis in the Void were really mm-hmm. interesting. Even though they end up like kind of backstabbing each other and fighting each other, and and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, but it's like I, President Loki said, "What did you expect?" Mm-hmm. Like, and I want to know more about him too. Um, FYI, yes, <laughs> what that I know that was a comic that they made. Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. Um. I want to see like offshoots of all of these Lokis just give me all of their backstories. I love it. Like little one-offs. Come on, Disney plus do it. I love it. Well, yeah. (laughs) And I also really liked that
1: because clearly there's so many Lokis Mm -hmm. uh, because president Loki's little band of people are also Lokis. Yes. But they're not, they're very clearly not the superior Lokis. Yeah. Um, (laughs) There's a the ragtag universe of Loki's, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I thought it was really smart that like there's this many Loki's, but at least two of them look like Tom Hiddleston. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, because I I was kind of wondering like, okay, how many? Like if if the timeline can split off into an infinite number, how many of these guys are actually going to look the same? So I was wondering if we were even going to see like third or fourth different ones, or yeah. like, are there other Sylvies? Are there other you know, I mean, you could run into anybody in there, mm-hmm. but I was just curious how many of them were gonna be Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> well, and especially since COVID was going on, it was like, oh, well, then you got one guy who can literally play, yeah, an infinite number of this one character. But they didn't, they didn't run with it as much as I thought they would. But I'm, I'm okay with it because <laughs> President Loki was the funniest thing.
0: He was great. I loved him. Boastful Loki with Mjolnir was also really funny.
1: Yeah, his like fake,
0: his fake Mjolnir. <laughs> I, <laughs> I loved it. I thought he was, again, like a very believable variant of a Loki. Like, yes, this, this Loki who's like prideful and wants to like be more than he is and just can't live up to his brother and his family legacy, but he wants to so badly that that like forms the core of his personality it was yeah
1: yeah and i liked that when he like told his version of the story everybody all the other loki's were like yeah okay
0: like (laughs) Like, sure (laughs) who knows you better than other versions of yourself they know you're full of it because they know that they are like If they tried to do the same, you know, tell the story the same way, they would be full of it too. So it's like you can't fool yourself as much as you try to. (laughs) It's great. It's just so genius. I loved it.
1: I I loved how they also pulled that into Loki and Sylvie. Yeah. Like when they were first getting to know, like, and well, I mean, even right from the beginning when Mobius is like, well, the variant that we're looking for is another version of you. That's why we have to talk to you because I can't fucking figure out what this Mm -hmm. person is thinking. And I really liked that once Slokey and Sylvie were around each other, like they were always like, "You can't trick me because yeah, I I I know what you're thinking, I know what your plan is." Mm-hmm. So I appreciated that, and it was really good for comedy, as well as again him understanding himself. And being like, no, 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 I know (laughs) that I I would not do that, or I would do that, or I would lie right now, Mm -hmm. so I don't trust you.
0: Yeah, and I think it, it was interesting for our Loki to see a version of himself, a variant of himself, that was even more damaged and untrusting and, you know, feral, if you will than he was he fancies himself to be he's like I had it really hard you know like being the being the outcast being all this but like she literally was on the run since she was a child Mm -hmm. so that makes her it sort of forges her in a different way than him but yet they still have so much in common (laughs) it's yeah it's
1: fascinating and I loved, I loved the conversations that they had in the mine shaft and on the train. Yeah, because it was like they were trying to figure out how similar are we and where are we different and mm. that kind of stuff, which I thought was really interesting. And I loved that that was also how they snuck in that Loki's bisexual, mm-hmm. um, which he's the first major MCU character to be. LGBTQ+, plus yep. that is, like, confirmed mm-hmm. um, on screen, because, like, I think Valkyrie is as well, yeah. but she's not confirmed
0: on screen. Yet. It could happen. Yet. <laughs> yeah.
1: But I thought that was a really cool thing to, like, put into the conversation without it being a big deal. Yeah. It was um, just part
0: of who they, he slash they are. Yeah. You know, and they realize, like, well and I love that they couched it in a nature versus nurture kind of conversation. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, the way that we grew up means that we're different in all these ways that make us different people. And yet there are certain things that are core to being a Loki. And this is one of them. Yep. I just it yeah. was brilliant. It was brilliantly done.
1: And I and I like the other like subtle stuff about, you know, when you when you see his file, um, He's he's marked as gender fluid
0: mm-hmm.
1: and things like that. And I was also glad that they did that because representation matters, but also because that is who he also was in mythology. Yeah.
0: He's been a mother, he, a father, a
1: yeah, skater
0: snake. Yeah. Of <laughs> he's
1: the father of... of five and the mother of one. Yep. <laughs> and things like that. And he, you know, wore women's clothes a lot and he was a shapeshifter and G- glorious was, hair it's you can't it's, yeah he's yeah. always been pansexual and gender fluid and had amazing hair
0: mm-hmm. it's pretty for much thousands of years yeah core to a loki if you ask me because mm-hmm. all of the variants seem to have that same <laughs> like brilliant wit brilliant fashion sense you know <laughs> yeah
1: yeah yeah, I uh, so I I was glad that they put that in there, and I and I glad I was glad that Sylvie was like, "Yep, me too," mm-hmm. and she, but I I did have questions about her little one line about how she, there was like a postman back in Asgard. What the heck was that? And I was I, just, I was just kind of like, "Wait a minute, is that going to come back later?" And like, what does that mean? Is that Heimdall? Who is that? Like, what is going on? Heimdall the postman and also of if Asgard. you got pruned. From your timeline, does that mean that you're still interfering with a different timeline?
0: I had a lot of questions Possibly. about that. Possibly. I mean, she lived her life in apocalypses, right? So perhaps she means like an apocalypse on Asgard. Because she was a child mm-hmm. when she was arrested Yeah, that's, and I ha- that's why I had a
1: lot of questions. Yeah. Is
0: like, how did that happen? I imagine but... with a temp pad and with all the knowledge that she had of when apocalypses would happen, wouldn't you want to go visit the end of your own home world? I don't think I would. If you were her? I feel like I would... Like I would want to see, like, how it all ends. I mean, that's kind of, like, how she built her whole existence was on, like... That's true. Hiding in the places where the end is nigh. So I could imagine her going and seeing a few ends of Asgard, probably. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if she was in an alternate universe where Hela won and destroyed Asgard completely and like killed everyone and like really just did it up really hardcore that she was there. I wouldn't be surprised if she was there at all in that type of world. Fair. So that's kind of what I lot from it.
1: She spends a lot of time in alligator Loki
0: worlds. (laughs) I would. A swamp of, like, an Asgardian swamp of, Where, like, I don't know.
1: Where, <laughs> like, Hela is, like, a, what, a crocodile? I don't know what she yeah, would be.
0: maybe. I don't even know. A, Some kind of cobra? A gila monster? I don't know.
1: <laughs> I think about that too much. <laughs> um But also, uh we'll come back to Loki and Sylvie, but I was going to say we got to talk about mobius yeah and the tva um i thought okay now i didn't read those marvel comics but that involved the tva but i kind of knew a little bit about them based off things i'd read but i know they're the bad guys but i love that aesthetic
0: (laughs) (laughs) it was brilliant it was that like mad men meets the future meets like every sci-fi movie from the 50s and a little bit of like wizard of oz thrown in there like it was brilliant very cool i really
1: liked it and i didn't um and then when you watch the behind the scenes thing it's uh they filmed it in this hotel where they hold dragon con which
0: is amazing that's wonderful choice awesome
1: (laughs) Um, And they picked the right building for it because, yeah, and and I also liked when when Mobius threw out his little, like, oh, nightmares is another department. Mm -hmm. And so I was kind of like, what other (laughs) departments are in this building besides
0: time variance and nightmares? Some sort of, like, reality controlling, like, I don't know, is Monsters, Inc. in there, too? Like, I just...
1: I want to know. I want to know. And then, it, and then it bleeds over into Neil Gaiman's Sandman, yeah. and I'm there for it, <laughs> but uh, I really liked that, and I and I liked Mobius as a character because again, with the casting, it was like I remember when they announced Mark Ruffalo was gonna be <laughs> Bruce Banner, and I was like, really, Why? yeah, that's that guy from 13 Going On 30.
0: The really? goofball, okay. I mean, sure.
1: And then that turned out to be amazing. Mm-hmm. And so, what, but when they said Owen Wilson, I was like,
0: <laughs> really? "I went. Are we Him? bringing in Wes Anderson to do? Because I think of Owen Wilson, and I think of Wes Anderson, and I'm not a big Owen Wilson fan." And I'm not a big Wes Anderson fan either. I don't
1: have any strong feelings about his roles, but I like him as a person because I I know that he's had his uh, mental health struggles Mm -hmm. and he's been pretty open about it. And I think that's admirable. But as far as his movies, when I think of him, I think of these really weird comedies or um, I think about like Night at the Museum. Zoolander. Zoolander. (laughs) <laughs> and then, but as soon as I did hear that, I went, oh my God, reunion, because the first movie I ever saw Tom Hiddleston in was Midnight in Paris, mm-hmm. where he played F. Scott Fitzgerald. And the main character in that movie was played by Owen Wilson. Yeah. And they had like this little scene in the bar where he he goes back in time To what he feels is an idealized time, which is Paris in the 20s. And he meets F. Scott Fitzgerald and Mm -hmm. Zelda Fitzgerald. And I would never have fucking guessed that Tom Hiddleston was English.
0: Yeah. (laughs)
1: He he just like, and I'm a pretty big Fitzgerald fan. And he just was like, to a T, that person. But, so the first time I saw him, he spoke with an American Southern (laughs) accent. And he was bright blonde. (laughs) and he was wearing like a tan suit and you're like what the hell and then when i watched thor i was like isn't that the same guy that was i was like wow he looks different yeah still works for him yeah (laughs) um so i was excited because they did have really good chemistry in midnight in paris but i still was like really yeah Owen Wilson like what's this Mobius character gonna be like because I was expecting him to be more Owen Wilson like zany
0: yeah like just yeah. a goofy you know like sticky kind of like is he gonna wear a cowboy hat is he gonna be you know like just something right uh, something kooky and I was like I don't know if he's a fit for the MCU like I yeah that's what my brain said was like Owen Wilson in the MCU really Um, Well, and especially once they interviewed him and he
1: was like, yeah, I haven't seen any Marvel, anything. And I was like, how have you gone (laughs) the last however many fucking years at this point and not encountered any of it? Yeah. You've been avoiding
0: it, that means, I think. Yeah.
1: And so then I, because then I was like, oh, and and then also he's like not invested. So uh, (laughs) I turn up my fangirl nose at you, but... Turns out he killed it. I love Mobius. Yeah.
0: I was very happy that I was wrong to doubt him Mm -hmm. because I think he did a really, really brilliant job. I love how they played off of each other. Um, Yes. I think that was really core to the success of the show. It would not have been what it is if it weren't for the energy between them and the the way that they kind of filled the room when it was just the two of them together was brilliant it was amazing
1: yeah and I I liked the okay so a lot of people ship that but to me I view it more as like this is Loki's first real friend yeah um because I mean like Thor that's different but like this just was like a person who saw him for who he is mm-hmm. and what he is and was just like yeah Okay, that's cool, dude. Yeah. Just don't stab me in the back.
0: Yeah. It felt and... a little uh Bucky and Steve Rogers to me. Yeah. Uh, like in a good way. I Yeah. That is like my my favorite like relationship in all of the MCU is mm-hmm. Bucky and and Steve. But I feel like that idea of like I'm going to go to bat for you. I'm going to like try to make your life better this isn't your fault where you ended up and how you you know so you're just gonna like be yourself and there's nothing wrong with that you shouldn't be punished for that right and
1: like even before they met really because Mobius is the one who goes in there and stops our Loki from being pruned Mm -hmm. and he's like hey I need to talk to this guy yeah it it was like he'd encountered other Lokis before and but he knew there was something different about this one and I just I don't know. It was really cool to to see like that friendship kind of blossom and, and I liked how when he put Loki in time out with <laughs> Sif, um he like knew how to punish him in in the yeah harshest way, even though to some people it wouldn't be that big of a deal, whatever. Um and I, it was like they just had this understanding of each other and you could tell that like Loki was bummed out he's like oh my god I lost my only friend mm-hmm. he thinks that I'm lying and this is like the one fucking time I'm not <laughs> <Right>. lying <laughs> like
0: <laughs> if you know me so well you should know I'm telling the truth right now yeah. yeah it was really I think it was a powerful friendship and to develop that type of relationship in six episodes is admirable that was yeah really well done because- I because
1: at the end, when Mobius didn't know who he was, I was devastated.
0: Yeah, yeah that was <sighs> that that moment wouldn't have worked if you hadn't had so much emotional investment in them up to that point. And I think that just is a testament to how well they did developing mm-hmm. the relationship between their characters. That little hug before <sighs> they left the void, and that was <sighs> like the last time they saw each other. Until I'm going to burn it down. He comes <laughs> back. And then he's like, who the fuck are you? I don't know who you are. Like, what are you talking are you in about? analytics? Yeah. No. He like did not know him at all. And that was to go from the hug to that was just, oh, uh, my emotions could not handle it. That was really, again, like brilliant writing. And it was so separated In time, because we had that whole thing with He Who Remains between those two moments. But immediately Mm -hmm. when they saw each other again and I realized Mobius didn't know who Loki was, my brain snapped right back to that hug that like this isn't the last time we'll see each other, you know, that whole moment. And I was like, oh, I can't handle it. It was, it just welled right back up. And you can't have that unless you have serious acting chops. So I give them all of the...
1: That whole last episode was just. I got up at 4 a.m. to watch it <laughs> because I could not wait until the end of my workday. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to watch it before my workday starts. And because I, I needed to know what was going on. And I was just glued to the yeah. screen the whole time. Yeah. It was brilliant. Oh my gosh. It was and was brilliant. I, and, Again, it was another episode, and it happens in every episode, where they there's just a lot of sitting around and talking, mm-hmm. but it is so engaging and so fascinating that it's just like, I cannot look away from this conversation. Mm-hmm. What are you going to say next? Between these three characters, and it, everybody was acting so incredibly well that... It was just so, it was like layers. It was like an onion. (laughs) And it was just like, I hear what you're saying, and then I hear what you mean, Mm -hmm. and then I see the look on your face, and I know what this is, what that, and it was just, it was so much with so little. Yeah. And I was so impressed with the writing and the acting. Yeah. It was incredible. Yeah.
0: I thought it was genius. And to have your last episode really consist of like three characters, three actors in essentially like an empty space because yeah. there really was not it was literally the void at the end of time. Yeah. Like the 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 castle or the fortress or whatever you want to call it um was very black with like the gold marble. It had some furniture in it, but it was meant to feel like cavernous and like lonely and empty like those those giant like manor homes with the old person mm-hmm. that's like the last of their family line. Like they were evoking all of that. And then to have these three really powerful characters sort of squaring off but with words for the most part in that space was just so different in a good way from a lot of the other Marvel content that we've seen in the past. I thought it was really yeah. smart.
1: And I, I was just really interested because when He Who Remains popped up I was like okay so this is one of the Mm kings and when he was telling his little story and he was like look you can kill me and everything's gonna go off the rails or you like kind of like become a timekeeper I really loved that internal conflict for both Loki and Sylvie Mm -hmm. And how it immediately turned them against each other, even though they had just had a big-ass talk outside about not stabbing each other in the back.
0: Like, we're going to trust each other. We're in this together. Like, to the end. Okay, to the end. And then it was like, not quite the end, but it was the end for their partnership in that moment. Yeah, and I just, I I
1: cried. And I was angry at Sylvie. Like, whoa. Because she pulled a Peter Quill. And... (laughs) While I can kind of get it because of the life that she's had and even though she feels like she can kind of trust our Loki, like at the end of the day, she, she doesn't feel like she can. So I, I get it, but it was also like, I'm sorry, but Loki's right. Like take one minute here and think about if he's not lying, we are going to fuck shit up. Yeah. And then I, I, I also got a little bit bitter about this and tell me what you think about this when she kissed him Mm -hmm. and like grabbed the the temp pad I couldn't tell if she did that to distract him so um, and was like taking advantage of what he was feeling or if that was like a seat of her pants like oh I'm going to kiss you, but then, Oh, Hey, while I'm doing this, I can get the temp pad and, and everything. But it just like, I, my internal sense of being was like, you fucker. <laughs> like what the hell? he finally let his guard down and trusted somebody and cares about somebody. And that's what you did. Like angry. But what do you, what did you make of that scenario? So I,
0: yeah. I have a lot of feelings. Um, I think – I read this really interesting article that talked about Sylvie not being the villain. And they were like a lot of people want to code her as the villain because she made a bad choice in everyone's – She did. In like you know, the universe's eyes and in the audience's eyes. But they likened it to a rejection of authoritarianism. I know. It's like major serious stuff. But they were like – you know, if you think about he who remains as this authoritarian leader, of course he's going to say, I'm the lesser of the evils. Like, you know, if you take me out, then worse things are going to come past to pass beyond me. Mm-hmm. So you should leave me where I am and you should join me and be on my side because that's the best choice for everyone. And it's like, of course an authoritarian leader would say that. So I think it really speaks to like the world as it is right now to have that moment happen where she has Mm -hmm. to make that choice of like, do we take the evil that we know because it's the evil we've been living under? Or do we roll the dice and do we say, maybe we can fight what's coming after. Maybe he's not telling the truth. And as someone who lives her life in existence, not telling the truth, (laughs) I understand that she would think he was lying from an outsider perspective. Is he lying? Probably not because that's what we need to have happen in the MCU, right? We need to have like the variants of Kang Mm -hmm. and all of that stuff like needs to happen. But from her perspective, I see why she made the decision that she made and I support her more than I will ever support Quill in that moment with Thanos.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is like, I, I don't, I wouldn't call her a villain. I never viewed her as one because it was clearly like she knows something that the TVA doesn't know. Yeah. Just like again, Loki was painted as the villain, but mm-hmm. was he really? I mean, yes, did he do some bad shit? Yes, he did. did he make but some like bad
0: choices, yes.
1: But he but it's like Killmonger mm-hmm. from Black Panther. It's like, well or or even like Doctor Horrible or yep. you know, the updated Maleficent, where it's like are you the quote unquote villain? Yeah. But as the old saying goes, you know, every villain is a hero in their mm-hmm. own mind. And it's like, but you thought you were making the right choices, or, you know, not everybody makes the right choices or all the bad choices all the time. And, you know, everybody's gray. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. But like, I didn't view her as the villain, but to me, that was a bad thing decision like made and that choice. was why i was angry because it was like quill is quill a villain no yes no but <laughs> but he made a very bad choice based off of emotions and like things like that would i have done the same thing maybe yeah i don't know because someone you love just got murdered you're yeah. not in you know and and she's yeah she's been on the run her whole
0: life and everything because but, of the tva too right Therefore, because of him, like the person that caused all the pain in your life is standing right in front of you and you have a knife, eh, maybe a rational mind isn't I mean, really working. No, I get that. <laughs> but what I'm
1: saying is like, can we take five minutes yeah. and just be he like, wasn't... okay, I can still kill you in five minutes, but maybe I do need to hear what you're going to say because there is the chance you are telling me the truth Yeah. and I need to think about if you are telling the truth am i gonna be okay with the consequences of what i'm already to do just just taking a breather because he wasn't trying to run away he wasn't doing anything besides sitting behind his desk and you've got loki over here telling you like hey i don't know he seems like maybe he's telling the truth um yeah Yeah, I just, I feel like it just would have benefited from taking a beat, but then you don't have phase four. So it needed to happen. And and I just loved that that was, I don't know, the MCU is just so impressive to me with like the movies and the shows and how everything is so tied together and well thought out and everything. And I just remember I was like, oh, hey, they're going to make a Loki show. That's going to be funny, probably. (laughs) Crazy And
0: yeah. I thought
1: it was going to be more like the D.B. Cooper thing Mm -hmm. um, where it was like Loki just going around fucking up history because he can, but to have this show unexpectedly shatter the entirety of the MCU and the rules and how it works and like, like of course, if anybody's going to break it, it's him, (laughs) but like, again he was destined to to be the guy who fucked it all up and yep. everybody's going to blame him. But first of all, I'm glad that he gets to stay in the MCU now.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and I think it, yeah, it just really opens up a lot of the, the King stuff and everything. And like, it just changes so much because now if you watch love and thunder, when that comes out, Is this our Thor? Is this a different Thor? Is Thor going to run into a different Thor and be like, what the fuck is going on? And eventually, because I think I heard, I read somewhere, Loki might show up in the new Doctor Strange. It's possible. And so I'm wondering, like, does our Doctor Strange know what happened? Is Mm -hmm. he going to be able to fix some of this? Or is it like, well, you guys, Loki fucked everything up and... This is like the just every version of me has to have a password now, so you know which one of us you're talking to, and like I just it's gonna be very interesting moving forward because now reality's broken,
0: yeah yeah and if if Dr Strange is on the trajectory to become as powerful as the ancient one mm-hmm. was, she understood a lot about the multiverse, um but conveniently never mentioned. <laughs> Kang or anything like that she was just like there was a time war and like you know kind of talked about it but like I wonder how much she actually knew versus like how much she didn't know because it happened in the future because he's a 30 like Kang is a 31st century scientist the he who remains Kang Mm -hmm. so it's interesting to think about like what she might know and therefore Dr. Strange might know about the future we saw him kind of be able to like cycle through the realities and know which reality they would win infinity war in and like Mm -hmm. what needed to happen in order for that to happen. So it's kind of like brain twisting to think about like, well, what does he know? What doesn't he know about multiverses about the like sacred timeline, just branching off everywhere at this moment, you know, and how is that going to play out? How's that going to affect the rules of magic the rules of like sorcery the you know like um the the tethers that hold the world together our earth and other earths Mm -hmm. and other planets and the other alternative planets like uh, what's gonna happen we've we've blown everything up so big there's so much you've
1: you've done (laughs) pissed off miss minutes i can tell you that yeah
0: and and who is she We still don't really know. I I think...
1: I thought she was a timekeeper. Me too. And she was just like playing mascot. But I don't know if that's the case now, but I definitely believe she's way more powerful than she lets on.
0: Yeah. Well, and I I read a thing on the internet, and this is just internet conjecture, but I liked it. When Mm -hmm. Sylvie and Loki are in the fortress at the end and they see the mm-hmm. timekeeper statues there's three statues which we've been seeing all throughout the show right like yeah. the three statues in the tva the three statues in ren office all that stuff there's actually a fourth statue that's broken so we don't know oh. what it looks like i know i had to go back and watch it again but it's there oh okay so this person on the internet said maybe she's the fourth like unknown timekeeper that nobody knows about Except for Kang. He knows about he who remains. He knows about her because they're in cahoots with each other. And that's why, like, she's the messenger and she's, Mm -hmm. like, the sort of conduit to the TVA and all that stuff. So there's got to be some kind of screwed up relationship between the two of them. Interesting. And I thought that was really, really interesting. Um, I do not know how that may play out. But I think she – I agree with you. She's definitely – more powerful than she lets on because that is the magic of getting to be someone seemingly so cutesy and innocuous. Is
1: mm-hmm. that like
0: when you're ready to pull out the big guns, nobody expects it? Um, she could be it's an, like Goose, right? It's just like Goose. She could be an immortal, a Titan. She could be, you know, and how do the Titans fit in with the Timekeepers and with this whole Time War thing? Um, I did read a thing about Thanos, because mm-hmm. they were like, oh my god, did we just, like, release
1: 60 million Thanos? Oh god, this- no. <laughs> and it was like, no, because Thanos has, like, trapped himself in the um mm. the search for the stones, so he will be so concerned with that, he probably won't go time jumping.
0: Mm.
1: Uh, but that was another thought, where I was like, yeah, oh my gosh, like, how many, because now there's, like, a million whiplashes and, like... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so so on and so forth, and yeah, I just I don't. But are they separate, or can they bump into each other still? Like, how does this work? Mm -hmm. Like, can can your branch overlap my branch, and like we went separate ways, but now we overlap here because I went left instead of right, yeah, or whatever.
0: It seems like you can, but it also seems like it causes could cause a nexus event because Mm -hmm. that's kind of what happened to Loki and Sylvie. They crossed timelines with each other, which was, I mean, she was already universe hopping. They crossed the streams. Yeah, they crossed the streams, but she was already hopping from like apocalypse to apocalypse and like theoretically, you know, universe to universe or what have you. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was the point at which they made a connection with each other the two variants of the same being made a connection with each other on Lamentis. That was the very, that was the Nexus event. So is that what it takes to kind of screw things up? Is it like, you know, (sighs) if two different Spiderman meet each other, No, because there were two different caps. True. Who fought each other. Yeah. But do they have to like, like fall in love? Do they have to like make a love connection to cause an, like,
1: (laughs) I think they have to be aware that they genuinely are variants of each other because Mm. Cap thought that the other Cap was Loki. He did, because
0: Loki had been Cap before.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so maybe because one of them didn't realize that the other one was actually him, it Mm. didn't cause a Nexus event. See, there's things like that that I've, I've been trying to read up on because it is very like, wait, my brain doesn't work that way. I need a chart or something because... Yeah, now I'm confused about <laughs> who's who and who can bump into who and, yeah. like, yeah. all that stuff. Um, but I just imagine, like, Dr. Strange just wakes up one morning and he's like, damn it.
0: <laughs> he's like, I feel like something is really screwed up. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs>
1: Yeah, and he's just like angrily sipping his tea and floating <laughs> around in his cloak, and he's like, "I don't have
0: time for this." The hell, hell, everybody! Yeah, like he just fix. He's got to go fix Wanda. He's got to go fix Loki. Like he just has a lot on his plate right now.
1: Um. Yeah, and so I'm I'm interested to see how this ties into Love and Thunder, and then Quantum Mania, mm-hmm. and uh, the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, like it. <laughs> changed my expectations for the future of the mcu in a huge fucking way and i want to know because in the comics ren slayer is with one of the versions of kang yes so i assume that we're gonna see her again
0: yeah well, and and she went off like through a time door like yeah i'm gonna find out like who's really in charge of all of this like horrible shit because you know she's a variant of that teacher or principal or whatever she is, guidance counselor in Ohio, um, she's a variant of her that got captured by the TVA. And even with all of that kind of anger and all that power that she got from the TVA, she's still just a person. So when she meets Kang, what's going to happen, basically, is my question. <laughs> <I>
1: don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's uh, – and uh, – w- we were talking about earlier, um, the other hunters and how they are kind of, uh, interesting characters in and of themselves, even though we don't really get to know them a super duper duper lot.
1: Right. I, I did really like the scene where Sylvie, um, goes to Hunter B15 and, like, is like, listen, you're not what you think you are. Yeah. And I, I liked that it was like, um, I think it was in the Assembled documentary when, I hope I say her name right, (laughs) Wunmi Mosaku. Yeah. That seems right. um, Said it was like having a crisis of faith. That was how she played Mm -hmm. it and how it was like, well, I've believed this thing my whole existence and now you're showing me something entirely different, but you're also a trickster. I don't know. And it's the same thing with Mobius where
0: he's like, I... Mm, I don't know about that. It's yeah, I like yeah. how they kind of took the TVA and they turned it into like a religion mm-hmm. for everyone that works there. They think that they're like doing, you know, God's work, the timekeepers' work, and all of that kind of situation is is happening. They've it's the perfect way to control these people who, it turns mm-hmm. out, are all kidnapped variants essentially. Um, so I, I understand like Renslayer's anger, her righteous anger. And she's eventually, I mean, she's on the hunt for, well, she doesn't know that she's on the hunt for Kang really for the various versions of him. Cause like he who remains is dead. He's the one that started the TVA, but there's a bunch of other ones that are, were led to believe worse than him. So... When she meets up with one of them, what's going to happen if one of them shows up at the TVA? Either the one that, in our timeline, the one that was left behind when he who remains, you know, got knifed, or the other one—that's the one that Loki is in now with Mobius, who doesn't know who he is—and all that. Like, what's going to happen when one of the Kangs shows up there? I have a lot of questions. It's going to be complicated. It's going to be a disaster. It's going to be a disaster. Um, but I, I definitely think that, uh, all of the, the women characters did an amazing job. I think they were just so cool. Oh, so badass, absolutely. like so awesome. I want to see like more female Lokis in the future. <laughs> so I think that would be really well, cool. Yeah. And I, uh, I'm a little confused about how I feel
1: about the Sylvie and Loki thing, yeah. but Outside of that I also liked that all of the other female characters like and and even really Sylvie they weren't interested in romance yes. or anything like that it wasn't a factor it was like Sylvie and Loki just kind of clicked
0: yeah but
1: everybody else couldn't give a shit mm-hmm. and like I, there was kind of a, like a moment where I was like did something go on between Renslayer and Mobius but it was like no there's
0: yeah they're coworkers. they're like the only people that they see every day all day mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and is there probably a little hanky-panky going on in the TVA I mean probably somewhere but do, it's like the military I mean like eventually people are gonna get together because they're the only ones they see every day but right. I don't think it was I don't think it was Renslayer and Mobius or B fifteen, or C twenty, or any of like the the named characters that we have. I just don't As see it. C
1: twenty runs off with Casey.
0: <laughs> I mean, I totally would, because um, he's precious <laughs> and adorable, and I love him. Um, but I don't think that uh, any of our characters that we know are are going to get into any romantic entanglements with one another at this point in the show. I think that, that ship has uh, sailed. No,
1: I think there's there's uh, bigger problems. Yeah.
0: Which is understandable. Uh, like, hi, yeah, there's bigger problems. And,
1: yeah, I, I have mixed feelings about Sylvie and Loki, but I do think that it will kind of come back in the second season because it kind of has to because of how things went down in the final episode. He genuinely cares, yeah and sh- I think she kind of broke his heart and yeah that is gonna have to be some kind of a conversation because I do think they will encounter each other again for
0: sure. And he's gonna be pissed uh, and rightly so. I mean, you asked me before like what do I think of the kiss? Mm-hmm. And I I think it is another example of that thing that you said before about there being a lot of layers to a moment. Yeah. I want to believe that, like, it was a calculated move on Sylvie's part. She knew what she was doing because she knew how our Loki feels. He let his guard down. He was vulnerable with her. Yeah. So, of course, she's going to take a little bit advantage of that vulnerability and use it to her advantage. However... I do kind of see, like, a little bit of feeling in the background there. Like, if she thought this was going to be the last time that they were going to be together before he... Like, if she knew that what she was about to do would make him hate her, make him upset, change Mm -hmm. the world. Like, you know, she knew she was planning this, like, moment in her mind. Was it her, you know, well, fuck it, we're all about to die, it's our last night on Earth kind of moment? I like to think there was a little bit of that. Like, let me just take a, a second of happiness for myself because I've never had that before. Even though I know that, like, I'm about to cause shit to go down.
1: Yeah. Well, and the whole thing with those two is I always kind of felt like it was more on his side of things. Yeah. Than on hers. She can't. she... Right. And I, and I think that's why, like, when that went down, I was just kind of like, oh, are you just using him? Because, you know, you can. Yeah. And which case, rude. (laughs) Don't do that. Um, Don't play with people's emotions.
0: Yeah. I Um, feel like she does have feelings for him, but she doesn't have the capacity mm -hmm. to, like, even understand what that feels like what that means. I mean, she's been on the run since she was a child. She never got to experience any type of connection like that as guardian postman aside. Um, (laughs) She never really got to have a connection with anybody because that was part of the price that she was paying for survival.
1: Right. And I, and I think that that gets illustrated throughout the earlier episodes of like when they do interact, like, she tries to enchant him and she can't, mm-hmm. and they and then like they you know go through adventure time and <laughs> Loki drunk on the train, which was also amazing, <laughs> um, genius. But I think through the little conversations that they had and her realizing like he's on my level, mm-hmm. she had little moments where she was like, oh maybe I could. No, that's not a good idea. Yeah. And then she, like, backpedals hardcore. Yeah. And I felt like that was what she was doing. because. But she always had it in her mind that if she needed to, she could stab him in the back in a different way than she had with other people. And I bawled my eyes out when Loki said, I just want you to be okay. And I was like, "Yeah." Can't because he's talking to himself and he's talking to you and I just
0: can't. Yeah, and he definitely was not fronting in that moment. That was true. No, a hundred percent. That was the truth. There was no like this is an angle. This is my like game that I'm playing. Like that was a hundred percent the truth. And I think like oh, it's really sad. It's really sad. And I loved when he said, "I'm gonna mess up." the exact quote that he said like you can't trust and I can't be trusted
1: yep oh that's that sounds right yeah it
0: was so true in the moment I was like oh my god that's the problem with this like relationship whatever it is be it romantic be it like a form of self-love what friendship whatever it is like kinship yeah. brother and sister whatever weird combination stew this is Um, Mm -hmm. that's the heart of the problem is that they know each other so well, yet they come from different places. So like he can trust her he's at the point in his evolution where he feels he can trust her, but he knows that she can never trust him. And he knows that he can't really trust her (laughs) because he knows himself well enough to know that being who she is. He can't really trust her either. But like he wants to, but he can't. <laughs> but he wishes it's so he could. so complex. <laughs>
1: yeah, I just, I cried during
0: that whole exchange. It was genius. And I, I think like making it so complicated was the smartest thing they could have possibly done. Because if it was a simple, like, you know, Loki meets Lady Loki, they fall in love and they, like, you know, beat the bad guys and they go. It wouldn't have been a show. There wouldn't have been any, like, depth to it.
1: Well, and I don't think anybody would have, like, bought into it
0: emotionally no. either because... It would have been too simple.
1: It it would have. And and the other thing is, like, you know, Loki said, he's like, oh, there have been people before, but nobody who meant anything. Mm-hmm. And having him say that, and then like how things progress, it was just kind of like, oh, like he's showing and telling this is different.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And but I, uh, in a very complex, yeah. <laughs> in a like hurt your brain way. kind
1: of way. Yeah. Because <sighs> that was my thing is like, I kind of stood back and I was like, wait a minute, is this like a weird incest what is this and then I was like I don't that's why I'm like I don't know if I'm totally on board I just want him to be I just want everybody to be okay Mm -hmm. I want you to be happy yeah but like it's that's kind of weird it's
0: uncomfortable and I think we're supposed to feel like uncomfortable but yet you root for them and that in turn brings you back to like being uncomfortable Yeah,
1: well, and I, for a while, I wasn't totally sold that she was a variant of him. Mm. I thought she was either going to be Sylvie Lushton or Enchantress or Lady Loki. She's not any of She's them. She's kind of like a mix of all of them. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I just, it was, it's all very confusing,
0: but I'm here for it. <laughs> I want to see season two for sure. I'm. Oh, yeah. I'm a little sad that Kate Heron is
1: leaving. I'm super sad because I don't know if it will... I mean, she put that bar mm-hmm. sky high. And this was... I don't know This was like, can keep up. Yeah,
0: this was her idea. Like, this whole story was, like, her conceptualization. Why isn't she going to be there? I, she said that she is working on some other projects... And that she fucking what <laughs> she envisioned, like her vision of the show was this one season. So she doesn't really like she didn't plan it in her mind as like more than that. So I, I'm thinking <sighs> to myself, they must have changed the end somehow. That's the thing is like okay, so but
1: also I I think I saw in an interview with Hiddleston, I could have swore he said. They filmed 12 episodes, but they only put six in the first season. I heard that too. But then they said they didn't know who was going to direct season two. Yeah. So I was like, wait a minute. So is season two done or not?
0: I think, and this is me completely like, you know, going, "Oh, don't know. I bet that they filmed it for tw- with 12 episodes in mind because he did say that and I did read that. Okay. And then they okay. cut it down to six episodes. And decided that there was going to be a season two. Hi, I want to watch all that lost footage. (laughs) That's the only way I can like put it all together in my brain was like they had a plan for 12 episodes. They shaved it down to six. But then they said, oh, but we're not only going to do one season. So maybe they'll use some of that stuff for season two. But they still need to like have enough content.
1: Okay, because I was going to say there's again those shots that were in the trailers mm-hmm. that weren't in the first season so it's like so there's yeah. more footage there's gotta be and maybe they'll use I some just, of it i was confused yeah, yeah. I am. but i mean yeah i'm really bummed out that she won't be there me too but with how obsessed tom hiddleston is <laughs> he's not gonna let any shit
0: pass through <laughs> i think
1: he will make sure they don't fuck it up yeah
0: and that's fair that's a good call um, originally, and this was my feeling like all throughout the last episode, every time he and Sylvie and he remains were like on screen together, I was like tense because I was waiting for him to eat it or her to eat it or both of them to I was like, "Oh no." Cuz I was thinking to myself, they introduced all of these variants of Loki. This could be Tom Hiddleston's like bow out of the character mm-hmm. that he's been playing for like 11 years. Um, they did it with Captain America. They did it with Iron Man. They did it with, well, they didn't mean to do it with Black Panther, but it's happening with Black Panther. Like we're getting turnover in our heroes. Exactly. Black Widow. And I was concerned about that too. Mm -hmm. I was thinking to myself, oh no. I mean, we know Thor isn't going anywhere at the moment because Love and Thunder is Hemsworth. It's like, that is... He's in it. Yeah. We know he's like I there. I think he's in Guardians 3. He should be, yeah. Cause he's yeah. like hanging out with the mm-hmm. with the Guardians in space on the Benatar or what have you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so so we know like he's not going anywhere in the immediate future. So I was worrying in my mind, like, is Tom Hiddleston gonna go the way of like Hemsworth and stick around? Or is he gonna go the way of of like chris evans and robert downey jr and say like okay i'm gonna let someone else pick up this mantle and while i would love to see a show about kid loki or boastful loki or president loki or any well president loki would be tom hiddleston again um mm-hmm. i don't want him to leave loki and i don't want him to leave the mcu I'm not
1: done i don't <laughs> i don't think that he will because First of all, again, Tom Hiddleston is obsessed with low trick, which I think is hilarious <laughs> because it's his polar opposite. But
0: it's amazing. It's a testament to how good of an actor he is. Genius. Yeah, and and I just, I liked
1: the, um, when they talked to him about it, he's like, you know, I really thought I was toast in Infinity mm-hmm. War. and I thought that was it. And he was like, oh man, like it's over. Yeah. And <laughs> then they were like, well, what if we, and he was like, sure. Yeah. Wait, let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Um. So I think anytime they offer it to him, he will show up. That's great. For it. I'm very um, excited and to And maybe, maybe someday he'll be classic Loki.
0: Yeah. Aww. But,
1: I know, I just choked myself Ugh. up. I'm um, not ready. But I also did read an interview with him where he said he wanted to be remembered for something besides Loki, yeah. too.
0: So... You can do other things at the same time.
1: Yeah, I just feel like... Look, Tom, I know you're listening and I love you, man, <laughs> but some of your other movies are a little odd. So I don't know that you found that project yet.
0: Yeah. In the future, he'll be both. I mean, like his stage performances at in mm-hmm. Shakespeare are amazing. So if he wants to pull a... Oh my God. You know, like, a, well, I'm known for stage and screen and this is just one of my... Many things.
1: I I liked that that was the stepping stone for him because he got cast as Loki based off of a Shakespeare Mm -hmm. play that he did with Kenneth Branagh, which makes. And that's why the first Thor is so Shakespearean. And I I went back and I rewatched the Thor franchise because Loki, not because Thor. Yeah, I only like Thor, (laughs) but it was very interesting to see how each of the first three Thor movies had such a very different. Yeah, Feel and personality And you can see both Loki and Thor Change in each movie In significant ways And I mean I love Ragnarok But Dark World What the
0: hell was going on They were struggling for a bridge Between the original Thor And like the Larger MCU I think I think they were like struggling With that dichotomy And they just didn't know How to handle it and so you got Dark World, which some people yeah. say it's their favorite. And really? I'm like, who are these people? I if there's Parts a- <laughs> Parts were good,
1: but if I was gonna pick a Thor movie, it would be
0: Ragnarok. Me too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a hundred percent that was the best one. And I think like the Avengers larger like crossover movies, especially the first one, especially Avengers, did more for that storyline of like loki and thor and odin Mm -hmm. than the actual thor movies did up to the point of ragnarok
1: yeah because i mean in the first thor they don't i mean like they really gloss over that relationship in a way it's like look they're brothers but not really yeah and loki feels betrayed um that's all you need to know yeah
0: anyway more about thor
1: (laughs) yeah the fuck and i don't yeah no and then Dark World was
0: like, oh, Loki did a bad thing. Mm-hmm. You you go in your jail cell. And also and- a bunch of stuff about Infinity Stones because they had to, like, get that kind of shri- ship yeah. moving. They had to, like, move it along. So they kind of, like, pasted that in there. It was very strange. It felt yeah, like a middle and- movie of a trilogy. You know how that – really did. <laughs> the middle and it movie was just kind of like, like- – Yeah.
1: yeah. It was like, why? Yep. Like, why? 100%. I don't care about this Malekith guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's up with Jane. And that was weird. Physics
0: and gravity. And okay, sure.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I did enjoy Loki just sitting around reading a book during the <laughs> crazy battle going on outside. Yeah. Because he was bored.
0: He had some marvelous hair in that jail cell as well. It was, that was some uh... <laughs> fantastic.
1: He just always but has fantastic I hair. Think- I think the hair in Ragnarok,
0: though, yeah, that's Mm -hmm. it was good. Mm -hmm. The feathered like Avengers hair, I love that they used it for Kid Loki because that was hilarious to me. Yes, um, but I that was a rough like the sort of feathered mullet. I don't. (laughs) Okay, to be fair, he'd just been tortured. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. No. Sure. Um, He didn't have time to get a haircut. Yeah. It. It just. It went with the pallor very well, but as a hairstyle whew, it was rough it was not a good have you seen all the
1: uh videos that are the compilation of loki throughout the loki tv show flipping his hair <laughs> no i have because not because it's the best thing <laughs> it's amazing i'll send you one send me one I, I love I, it if i can find it again it was this this one chick and I laughed my ass (laughs) off and she's like let me tell you everything that you need to know about Loki because it's something you probably didn't notice and it's just like Mm. this like zooming in of every time he like flips his hair and I awesome it made me so happy but yes the hair was magnificent yeah I also liked the when they when you watched Assembled and they talked about Mobius's look mm-hmm. and I didn't realize that was a wig. Me either. And it was really the good. Fake mustache. Yeah. I was like, you guys did really amazing on the costumes mm-hmm. and the looks for everybody. I you know
0: yes. Ten out of ten. The the bins. costume yeah oh completely the costume for Loki specifically but really for everyone I loved how they didn't really change their clothes. Right at all um, <laughs> it was well, because I guess they wouldn't really need to yeah and I think it it was one of those things that like messes with your mind in terms of like the passage mm-hmm. of time because oh yeah you're used to seeing like you know different outfits different looks over the course of a show it tells you like now it's a new day now it's a new week it's like time has passed they didn't really do that very much um right and and loki even made a comment
1: about it and he was like i don't even know how long i've been yeah. here is it days is it months i don't know when i was in new york mm-hmm. genius and it was just it, great. it was like yeah and I, I also liked in the behind the scenes on assembled how they talked about loki's costume and it's like he shows up in his superhero mm-hmm. or super villain um stuff from new york and then he's in a jumpsuit and he's just another prisoner yep And then he's, like, kind of like a 70s detective-looking guy, but he's got, like, this jacket that identifies him as the
0: bad guy. (laughs) And it's like, yeah. It was genius. And I I loved when they said, the costume designer said, like, we wanted to strip him down Mm -hmm. and let you see him be more vulnerable. And that's why, like, he's in shirt sleeves for, like, most of the show. Like, when he loses the jacket, it's just, like, a dress shirt and a tie. And he rolls up his sleeves so that you, like, really see more of him, like, physically him, mm-hmm. than you ever have seen before. Well,
1: yeah, because when you think about it, all he's ever had before was armor or his um, very fancy suits that he likes. Yeah. His all-black suit, which, oh, um, <laughs> the goth in me fan rolls every time. <laughs> um or that like like robe mm-hmm. like royal robe thing yeah. that he wears like he's got um, like his
0: court look his like various Asgardian leather like armor looks with different pieces of like metal on top of them but really covered from like neck all the way down yeah, long sleeves, always covered like completely mm-hmm. covered even the helmet like, covers big chunks of his face. So this idea of, like, he's more vulnerable, he's more... Like, you can see more of a range of emotions from him now because we've we've taken all of that, like, trapping away. Yeah, he can't hide behind his armor Was anymore. genius. That was... I mean, it fits in with the show perfectly. If there was ever a team that was on the same page, thematically, this team has it in spades. They... I want to be a fly on the wall of their production meetings because it's genius. It, it genuinely. Okay. So when I was growing up, it was something
1: that I really wanted to do was to work in movies, um, but I didn't want to live in Los Angeles and I should not be trusted with explosives. So, (laughs) but watching something like this is like, yeah, you want to be like part of that, process like I want to be in that writer's room I want to be on that set design like this is people creating legit magic yeah yeah of an incredible storytelling and I think that um it's really rare to find something this quality in so many ways and to have a story be you know, it's lighthearted and funny, but it's also, like, really sad and it makes you think. And it, it's it's incredible. I, I can't find any fault with it. Yeah. And that's incredibly rare. Yeah. So someone give them all the <laughs> fucking awards because I saw that WandaVision got nominated. Mm-hmm. Um. So hopefully next season of awards, Loki's going to get s- fucking everything. Yeah. I'm sorry. Costume, set, acting, mm-hmm. writing music yeah just just shut down the awards it all <laughs> just them.
0: give it every give them everything yeah i think this year um and by this year i mean like really the last two years because i don't even know yeah, what is what is time? <laughs> i don't know um i think that disney plus and the mcu have like stepped up their television game uh, and it's got me really excited for phase 4. I have not seen Black Widow yet, so I can't speak to that one.
1: I haven't either cuz I'm not paying 30 yeah, bucks. I'm not. I'm for waiting
0: for to, yeah, I'm waiting for that to be available on regular Disney Plus. Um but cuz I don't feel comfortable going to the movies yet either. I don't. Yeah, I don't um, want to go to the movie theater either. Uh so I really kind of like feel a little bit okay, I'm just going to wait. Uh, but I did see WandaVision. I saw Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. I've obviously seen mm-hmm. Loki and I think that they've set the bar really high with their yeah. content. You know, like the quality of the storytelling, how socially conscious it all has been. I think has also been really smart. They they're mm-hmm. talking about, they're taking on really big topics. They're talking about serious issues in a cinematic like superhero veneer over the top, which is really smart cuz that's one of the magic things about comic books. Yep. And sci-fi in general, and like all of that sort of world, they're they're translating it really well, and they better do a really awesome job with their movies because they set the bar really high, in my opinion. Well, yeah,
1: and I uh, I made my boyfriend watch <laughs> some of the well correction, I strategically timed mm. when I was watching an episode so that he would walk by <laughs> and see it and maybe get roped into it, and he did. <laughs> and uh but that was one of the things he said is he's like wait this is a tv show yeah and i said yes and he's like this is movie quality mm-hmm. he's like this is what i expect if i go see an avengers movie yes yeah. and he's like but this is just like the show and i was like yeah they went all in yeah
0: it reminds me of the early days of agents of shield Yes. Uh, in a good way. Like, you know, mm-hmm. they were trying to bring that big screen to the small screen. They were doing things in the show at the time that it had started that had an impact on the larger cinematic universe. You know, the whole Hydra thing. Yeah. Back in the original, like, of you know, yeah. way back. I remember. Uh, Dimly. That was so amazing and then they kind of lost it for a while like agents of shield went on too long it started to like diverge too much from the like cinematic universe it got kind of weird i stopped watching i know you stopped watching too Mm -hmm. they're bringing it back now they're like they're they're getting their groove back they're getting back on track between the big screen and the small screen and it's really lovely to see They got some kick-ass
1: content coming. Second season is like 2023. (laughs)
0: That's so far
1: (sighs) from now. But we've got other stuff to keep us busy in the meantime. It's true. There's going to be Love and Thunder and there's going to be Quantum Mania, Mm -hmm. which I'm also jazzed about because Ant-Man.
0: And, and we already knew that Jonathan Majors was set to be Kang in Quantum mm-hmm. Mania, So we know we're going to see a through line between Loki and Ant-Man right there, if not anywhere I else.
1: so fascinated by how this is going to go because think about it. Only Loki knows. Mm-hmm. So when Kang shows up. To Ant-Man, he's going to be like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. Like, what are you talking about, universe. multiverse? Yeah. Like,
0: and which Ant-Man does he run into?
1: Our Ant-Man?
0: Or somebody else? Yeah. It, it gives me a spider into the Spider-Verse feelings. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> watching that movie, in retrospect... Of now watching Loki. It was freaking genius. Like even more than I thought. I mean I love Into the Spider-Verse. I think it's a brilliant. It's so good. Animated film. It's a brilliant film in general. But watching it now that we know more about the multiverse. Makes it even more brilliant. It's genius. (laughs) It's uh, fucking Marvel. (laughs) (laughs) And we still have No Way Home. We still have um, the next Avengers movie which we don't even know mm-hmm. we've got guardians three like you said before like there is we've got what if two, the yep, animated mm-hmm. tv show i mean there is so much black panther 2 is also slated to come out
1: yeah oh my goodness um, and avengers campus opened in california yes i have tickets <laughs> i'm so jealous that you're I'm going stupid <laughs> excited take all the pictures um, for me i'll get there but I almost asked you if you wanted to come, but it's like a trip with my boyfriend. Yeah, it's a birthday trip
0: for you and your boyfriend. No. I know. We'll go again at another time.
1: (laughs) Okay. I'm holding you to that because (laughs) I I know I'm going to go flip
0: out and he's going to be like – I know. Okay. He's going to be underwhelmed. You're going to need somebody to fangirl with you. So, But (laughs) I read that right now –
1: and I I hope they're still there when I go in October, but – they have Loki's daggers on display nice. and all of the, all of the stuff from the show, and they said there are Loki variants walking around the Whoa! park setting time charges. <gasps> I love it so much, and I was like, "What does it all mean?" <laughs> like, um, that's amazing. So that that'll be really cool. But yeah, they've got some Loki's walking around. I and love all these it. Things, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" So yeah. It's all tied in, and, and now they're in Hyundai commercials, yeah, it's just weird. Yeah, I don't weird. know. I don't know. Like, sometimes I feel, like, pull it back a little. Well, <laughs> yeah, because, like, I was watching TV, and then, yeah, the commercial came. I think it's Hyundai. It's whatever car it is. And, yeah, when, like, Loki steals the car, <laughs> and then Wanda, like, turns it into color, and I was just like, what is
0: happening? What? What Why? What the fuck do they have to
1: do with cars? Yeah. Like... I love Marvel, but that's not going to yeah. make me buy your car. Right. Like, <laughs> like, I don't
0: need them to advertise other things to me, except maybe Shawarma.
1: I mean, I'll take their word uh, on that or some kind of ale. I would trust yeah, Thor. There on you that. go.
0: Yes. There are certain product tie ins that make sense. Yeah. A random ass car that's not even an Avenger does not make yeah. sense.
1: That was. really weird what a missed opportunity that was but um yeah so I I don't know I'm jazzed I'm here for it I'm still really interested in reading the comics but I still don't know where to start which is what I said in our first MCU (laughs) thing you did episode fucking like four years ago and still nobody's (laughs) told me where to start and I can't seem to find what I'm looking for on google so somebody help me because
0: I will read them (laughs) Somebody tell but. us, because I haven't really read that much of them either, and I will, like, pick up a chunk to be like, okay, this must be relevant yeah. to what's happening right now, but I don't feel like I understand the larger story, like, the larger stories, I should say. Right,
1: and and I still read Miss
0: Marvel, and she's getting
1: a movie, yeah. which, fuck <laughs> yeah, I'm there for that. Um, good old mm-hmm. Kamala.
0: it's gonna be excited excited.
1: yeah and i know they're gonna make jane into lady thor Eh, and that's
0: i'm underwhelmed
1: um one i didn't bother to read i wasn't interested in that because again not really a fan of thor yeah
0: and i don't but
1: also don't really like jane
0: (laughs) yeah i was gonna say i don't really like the whole natalie portman jane thing i was kind of happy when they were like it was a mutual dumping i was like okay bye (laughs) you know it like didn't Upset me at all? I was like, "All right, we're not going to see her again." And now she's going to like possibly be back in Love and Thunder, or is right? Didn't they say that at Comic Con? Is she yeah. will be back,
1: and she's going to take up the mantle of Lady Thor. Eh. And I'm just kind of like, first of all, don't you only need one Thor? Is that going to be their next? And why event? can't why can't it be like? Why does it have to be Lady Thor? Why can't Sif just like step up and hundred percent or Valkyrie and like you've already got. Mm-hmm. Who you need. Yeah. I don't know. Valkyrie Whatever, but...
0: Being in charge of new Asgard makes the most sense to me to be the new like royalty if that's Yeah.
1: You know? And I and I think another reason I want to read the comics is because I know a lot about the Norse mythology, but I don't know how much of that because I mean they changed even just for what we've seen, like uh Loki wasn't Thor's brother yeah. in mythology. <laughs> he made that and up. he certainly <laughs> Had a lot of odd children who are not his siblings, (laughs) yeah, and things like that. So, I'm curious because also they changed Mm Sif because in in mythology she was married to Thor, um, there was no Jane, yeah. But, like, I'm curious if we're gonna ever see like Angraboda that would be really cool. Was Loki's one of Loki's wives who was an out of control, awesome witch, and it's like, well, why? you know, just, just do that. Or, um, whose other one? I can never say her name. Sigun. Sigun. I'm not sure. Loki's other wife. Yeah. His other wife who, you know, holds the bowl Mm -hmm. and everything. It's just like, okay, so yeah, I just, where's the line between mythology and the comic book. And if you're going to create new characters, like why don't you just use what's already at your disposal Yeah. Respectively, because that is still a religion Mm -hmm. for people. Well,
0: and now we've got the multiverse, so we could see, like, a classic Norse mythology universe. It's possible.
1: Can I tell you one of my new favorite things, by the way, (laughs) is when I was Googling for this and just kind of, like, looking into, like, some more factoids about the Marvel character and stuff, people are doing fan art now of, like, the mythological loki but he looks like tom hiddleston nice but it's like yeah but like the the classic stories from norse Mm -hmm. mythology and it's like amazing (laughs) what people are putting out
0: and it's like so cool that's awesome i love it and i'm sure tom hiddleston loves it too i'm sure that he does there's probably some fan art he has concerns about but (laughs) well don't we all have
1: things? understandably <laughs> yeah. I would say especially some when of, it's you yeah. and you're like I can't unsee some things <laughs> that I've seen but like
0: well and could you imagine if it was about you yeah like I it's your say, face
1: <laughs> that's gotta be weird. be weird
0: that's that's gotta mess with you a little I bit I feel
1: weird when like the caricature guy in San Francisco draws my picture <laughs> and I asked him to do yeah. that
0: you're
1: like does just, my face <laughs>
0: really look like that do <laughs> like, I oh <laughs> Wow, I
1: gotta work on my eyebrows. Yeah, like, hmm. but, uh, I I mean, I could talk about this show for like days. It's it's incredible. Twelve out of yeah, just like a million amazing. I will boldly state this is my favorite thing that has come out of the MCU in its entirety.
0: Yeah, I think it's in my top like three. I still. Just hold that special place in my heart for Cap and Bucky, of course, and um, you know, but like this rivals my feelings on like Winter Soldier because I that used to be my favorite bar none. I,
1: yeah, like, I was gonna say that was your jam. That was mm-hmm.
0: like my favorite, and now I'm like, mm, but do I can I have a favorite movie and then a favorite TV show? I feel like Absolutely. that's fair. So you can do what you want. I'm gonna put them side by side on my favorites list because that was just genius. Although I have to say, Falcon in the Winter Soldier, seeing Bucky smile and be happy, uh, it gave me a lot of feelings yeah, too. It's a lot of feels, so. but
1: it's it's my Loki's become my favorite show, movie, character. He's he's my top yeah. dude right now. Um, closely followed by the Guardians and Ant Man. Um, <laughs> Hulk got bumped down a little bit, yeah. but only because
0: he doesn't really get to. He hasn't Dude had his own much. yeah, he hasn't had like his own movie. He was a feature in Ragnarok, but like that's not the same thing. We haven't yeah. had a Hulk movie since Edward Norton was the Hulk. And that was a long time ago and that was not yeah, a good movie. Exactly. And I think
1: it's also like exposure to care. And I and I love Cap. Yeah. I do. But I don't know. Um, and Peggy and her magnificent hair. Ugh. So
0: it's a race to the top and that's a good problem to have. It is.
1: It's, it's like, but every, yeah, every time you're like, oh, but I really liked, oh, but I also really liked, mm-hmm. oh, oh, oh. Um, But I will say like, especially for right now.
0: <laughs> you're Loki, all about the Loki. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Got my TVA shirt. Yes. So. Somebody bring me an alligator Loki, everything, please. A series. You're gonna,
1: you're gonna get it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I just, I want. All of the, like, I want to know more about that character. I want to rewatch Loki a million times. I want to hurry up and get mm-hmm. season two. Uh, it makes me excited for phase four. I'm just, it was great. What an entry. I, I will watch
1: this over and over and not be, because there's so many Easter eggs mm-hmm. in there too. It's just insane.
0: Yeah. and um, And it's a I'm, great I'm story. It. Like it is such it, a good story that it makes you want to watch it again not just to be like what did i miss i want to go back and like now that i have knowledge mm-hmm. of the future let me go all the way back to the like the beginning but even outside of that it's just a good story
1: it's so good i i cannot overstate <laughs> enough that it's yeah so good
0: so if you're still here and you haven't watched it what the hell are you doing and also go watch it because seriously <laughs> or go watch it again or go watch it, watch it again the third or fourth yeah. time i don't even care watch it again I'm gonna... Rate um, it on all of the things because I feel like it needs as much hype as it deserves,
1: and that's all totally. the hype. And to tide myself over until we see Loki again, uh, I'm re- I'm I'm almost done with The Witch's Heart. Nice by Genevieve Gornichec, which is about the Norse mythology version of Loki mm-hmm. um, and angraboda and their kids and Ragnarok scariness. It's <laughs> It's good, He's so good. Highly recommend. Nice. And then Norse mythology by Neil Gaiman.
0: Yes, just a small, super good, quick read. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, but I like it because he talks about the MCU, yeah. too, and how it is the same and different and all that kind of stuff. So, just saying, if you need, if you need a fix and you've kind of like overdone it with other stuff, try that.
0: Yeah. Uh, I can also put a plug in for the first like five seasons of Vikings. If you Mm -hmm. want your Norse mythology fix, um, it's super great storytelling. They talk a lot about mythology and uh, there are some characters that may be a little familiar to those of us of the MCU. And that is all I will say about that. Um. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) I I have to watch that still. It's good. It's well, I started it and then I got so involved and I couldn't watch it while I was working
0: Yeah. I still have to finish it. it. I haven't finished the last season, but I'll get there. So I'll get there. Um.
1: Anywho, what are we what are we going to talk about next time? Besides Loki, because I'm still (laughs) going to because we're still
0: going to want to talk about Loki. Um. We are actually, as things open back up again and as events start happening again, um, we're going to take a moment and we're going to talk about conventions. In the past, mm-hmm. pre-COVID, in the present, what they look like right now while we're still sort of in the midst of COVID and what they might look like in the future, if there ever will be a future post-COVID world. Yeah, we're
1: we're in a weird place. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, I, I just saw this thing about how, um, you know the digital um conventions are kind of taken off. Yeah. And, but then you also turn around and you read stuff from like Nisha Collins, where he was talking about like, I want to go to a convention. Mm-hmm. It's not the same. And all this kind of stuff. And it just kind of got us thinking about like, how's this going to work out? Because like, you know, we're both kind of not really social people. But we're both
0: kind of starting to be like, I want to go to a con. You want to feel that, like, energy, right? Like, yeah, you want to meet people (laughs) who are like you, who you, like, automatically have something in common with. And that's a lot harder to do. I mean, it's easier and it's harder to do on the Internet, you know, like, obviously the Internet has a huge connection to fandoms and a huge connection to convention life and all of that stuff. But given the past, like, year and a half, um the relationship has changed and it's probably going to continue to change as we all try to figure this out. Like how do we be in the future? So that's kind of what we're going to, what we're going to talk about and think about. We're going to nostalgically pine for the past when you could sit, you know, like elbow to elbow with a stranger and they could cough on you and you wouldn't think anything of it.
1: (laughs) You could go hug Jensen yeah, Ackles. Yeah, you could go hug
0: Jensen Ackles and get a picture of like. autograph from Felicia yeah. Day
1: where you're not like 12 feet away. Right.
0: David Tennant can lick your face and no one thinks anything of it. Oh, I um, would
1: think something of that.
0: <laughs> but now that's not a thing. And will it ever be a thing again? We shall talk about it next time. We'll talk about it then. Yep. So until then, go watch Loki. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye.